and welcome to episode three of Ranger Pod, the podcast which is hacking into the Morphin Grid one episode at a time. I'm PDT, my friends think I'm an expert at Power Rangers, that's because they've never been on the internet before. And joining me is the person I'm coercing into re-watching all of these with me, Grax. Yes, you are coercing me indeed. And uh, <laughs> I'm watching today's episode and I'm, I am quite glad you did, actually. Really? Okay. We're yeah. Because this, this week's episode is Teamwork. It's episode three of Power Rangers, which aired on September 8th, 1993. As I always say, we, we will be covering what happens in the episode. So if you don't want to watch it, I understand. But... You'll get so much more out of this if you do watch it. It's available on Netflix. It's available on DVD from Shout Factory in America. It's all over the place, basically. So, I like to test Grax's understanding of the episode by having him recount it to the listeners. Grax, what happened? We start the episode by going to the high school where every person's a 20-something-year-old pretending to be 14-year-old. <laughs> Kimberly and Trini are trying to promote cleaning up the environment and, just, and stopping the waste dump from dumping. And they're talking about how polluted the, the dumping ground is. The boy rangers come up and they say, yeah, you're doing some good work. We will sign your petition. And the girl rangers are like, yeah, that's good. Why don't you come with us to the dump site so we can stop the dumping? And the boys are like, no. <laughs> they are all busy. We've got things to do. I've yeah. got a karate class. I'm a nerd. Alpha wants to talk to me, which is the most unbelievable reason ever. And yet it's the only one that we see panning out. Yeah, absolutely. I'll come to that in a second. <laughs> so the three boys disappear, and then it's left with Bulk and Skull. They taunt the girls, they throw soda cans at the floor, at the girls. A concerned citizen actually picks up the can and puts it in the recycling bin. This annoys and angers the bullies, and they actually do something for the first time in the entire series. They actually do some bullying. They, they pick up the trash can and they empty the recycle contents on this random stranger. That's what we want to see in a bully. Bullying. Well done, Balkan Skull. That's right, you've, you've finally done your job. The girl's saying, hey, you can't do that. And then there's a fight where Kimberly does some generic, basic gymnastics out the way. And Balkan Skull try and rush Kimberly. And she does some basic gymnastics. And Balkan Skull, they hug each other. And they get all erred and err and disgusted by the thought. Because remember, this is the 90s. Two men hugging each other is no good. Rita spies on the waste dump site and says, yeah, this is all going to plan. What's the plan? Um, Goldell will throw multiple putties and a monster at the girls at the dump site. Business as usual then, really. The girls arrive in the actually this not too bad dump site where it's a bit rusty. They look around with their clipboards for some reason. And then putties! Six of them! Six whole putties. And they attack the girls and they defend themselves with little effort. <laughs> And then we find out that Zack is corrupting Alpha's programming with some breakdancing. Well, Alpha's asked him to do it. You know, he said, teach me hip-hop keto, man. <laughs> Zack does some generic breakdancing. The alarm goes off and Alpha screams, dudettes in trouble, dudettes in trouble. <laughs> Corruption. Okay, so Jason and Billy, they join Zack in the HQ and Zordon says, hey, look at the screen. Kimberly's getting groped at 8 minute 15 by a putty. <laughs> You've, you've written down the time code so we can all go back and have a look. Yes, I have written down the time code so that everybody nice, can go nice. take a look. Meanwhile, Finster reveals his latest high school creation, the Minotaur. He looks so cool. He's like big and, and really detailed. He's got a shield and a big spiky mace. And he looks like something out of a Dungeons and Dragons heavy metal album. You can see they actually put some effort into this monster. Enjoy these designs while they last. Oh, 
That's all I'm saying. Really? Yeah, carry on. on. <laughs> Zordon spots us and sends the boy rangers to deal with the Minotaur. It's morphing time at nine minutes into the episode. Now, this is more like it. Come on, nine minutes. We're getting cutting straight into the morphing action. Okay, the Power Rangers appear. They're fighting the monster. They're fighting the Minotaur. Then ten seconds later, we go back to the girls who are not morphed up. They're still fighting those six putties. And then, and then uh, Goldar appears. And this is where the original plot line of the waste dump site kind of dissolves and is forgotten <laughs> about entirely. Because at this point, Zordon tells the girls, stop whatever you're doing, morph into rangers, go join the boys. There's some stuff going down. So the girls, they morph. And so the pink ranger and the yellow ranger, they're fighting Goldar and the putties. And you notice the inconsistencies of the background. At one minute, they're in the woods. In the next minute, they're in the desert. In the next minute, they're in the beach. <laughs> cutting all over the place. This is great. And then Zordon's watching the fight. And then Zordon goes, hmm, maybe now is the time to reveal the ancient secrets of the power weapons. But not yet. But not yet. The Minotaur is beating the rangers bad, the boys. He's hitting them hard. He's kicking their ass. And then Rita goes, ha, I'm enjoying myself. Let's do some overkill. Make my monster grow. It's time to bring up those dinosaurs. 11 minutes in, each ranger calls out for their zords. Except Kimberly, who doesn't call for a pterodactyl for some reason. It's fine. Don't Does worry about not? it. Wow, okay. No, she doesn't. All hell breaks loose. The individual dinosaurs and, and Sabertooth Tiger, they shoot their lasers at the Minotaur. The Minotaur shoots the lasers back, and then they, they turn into a big tank, and the tank shoots lightning at the Minotaur, and the Minotaur shoots lightning back. This is an amazing fight. <laughs> And then Zordon goes, yeah, actually, this battle's not going well. Uh, let's call back the Rangers. <laughs> yeah? No, no, got to call them back. They're fine. No, they're, no, they're not going to win. I mean, just give them a chance. No, got to call them back. So they get called back. The Rangers are like, what, 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 what's going on? What are you doing this to me? And then Zordon says, yeah, I've got something for you. Here are some power weapons. You, Zack, get the axe. You, Kimberly, get the bow. You, Trini, get the daggers. You, Billy get a stick yeah, a I know stick. it's a lance but it's just a stick it's one. a lance it's, it's got daggers <laughs> on the end I know I know it does but it's quite puny in his hands yeah and you Jason you get a sword because you're the leader now go away and fight the minotaur again with the, with the weapons they hit the monster a few times with the power weapons and then they say now's the time to combine the power weapons into a big mega gun they shoot the mega gun the minotaur blows up they all cheer Rita yells at her minions for blaming them for their incompetence and then at the end the fivesome they walk down the aisles and they say yeah that's some pretty good teamwork <laughs> just like the title of this episode wink wink and then Billy reminds the entire cast that oh maybe we should go and close that dump you remember that plot line do you mm, I don't know nah. and then the principal comes and says look at this trash you five rangers because you're there I oh I'm gonna give you such a punishing and then the intercom calls and calls the principal away and then the rangers they they somehow develop super speed and comical music to tidy up all the mess for when the principal comes back and oh where did all the mess go mess what mess ha 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 and then before it all ends Zordon interrupts saying that Alpha has ruined everything because of his breakdancing this is all your fault Zach the end okay well thank you Grax that was very informative so what did you think of the episode as a whole? I really enjoyed this episode. I mean, this is exactly what I wanted with Power Rangers. It's mostly Power Rangers. There is a lot of Power Rangers actions. There's a lot of fighting um, in the morph suits. And they cut 
back on the humans. They cut back on It's the... really worrying me that you don't seem to care about the human characters on this show. What, what are you talking about? You're just like, I don't want to see Zack and Trini and whatever. Just give me the suits. Well, that's the most exciting and interesting part of it. I don't mind the fact that there are some human pots parts with the plotline, but whenever it goes to the Power Rangers, they just completely ignore. They don't they don't splice the spot line <laughs> together. You know what I mean? They so go, what's this? Dumps? No. Minotaur? Let's talk about the Minotaur. <laughs> what's that got to do with toxic waste? I tell you. I ask you, what has that got to do with it? We'll get to that in a second, because I think this is a valid point. I kind of like the episode. I think it's a bit dull. I will say that I don't understand why they're giving them this lecture about teamwork. We've had them working really well as a team in the first two. I, I think they just wanted to reiterate the fact that, look, you guys work best as a team. And to prove that you work as a team, we'll separate you into different genders because it's the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're hardly a team throughout the whole episode. And Trini and Kimberly are being really unfair when they're like, yeah. um, it would be better if we do this as a team. It's like, hang on. Look, we're friends, we're a team, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean we have to do everything together. Yeah, I mean, I've, we've only known you for three episodes. Let's not rush into things, you know? You're the ones doing this sodding petition. Go and sort it out yourselves. Yeah, that just made me think that actually the boys are not that hungry for dating the girls. Because the, if, if I was in their position, if Kimberly and Trini asked me to go help them with sign a petition, I'd be like, yeah, yeah I'll come <laughs> help you in return for something wink that's because you're a horrible human being grax maybe and what better romantic scenario can we picture than being all romantic at a waste dump a slightly run down waste dump because <laughs> okay let, let's start dissecting the episode then because yeah. rita's plan here rita owns the dump site she's taken her plan from an episode of captain planet and the planeteers she's just like well if i pollute this one small city i don't know That'll lead to taking over the world or something. Well, maybe she's doing a slow-cooked plan of taking over one city, polluting one city, and then it spreads to a state, then a country, and then they're with us, and then the entire world. Yeah, the thing is, she's got an army of giant monsters at her disposal. Yes. Why is she not just using those? Yes. You can see... <laughs> <laughs> You can see them in Finster's lab. They're all ready to go, and she's just like, oh, I'm going to buy up a dump site. You're right. In, ep in episode two, she walks down the shelves and they're all different badly modelled monsters all ready yeah. to go. She treads on one, doesn't she? That that's how many of these things she's got. She can afford to just st stamp on one. To be fair, I I'm quite worried about this now you mention it. I, I think that this episode doesn't feature enough airtime for the bad guys. I think if they were given an extra three to five minutes, they could actually try and flesh out their plot. They just don't seem to have a plan. What are you talking about? Dumping the grounds is a perfect plan. <laughs> yes, but sending a giant Minotaur monster is a much better plan. Yeah. Just go with that one. Do you think that if they wanted to stick with the plot line of uh, toxic waste and dumps, why not create a toxic waste monster? Let's talk about the battle, shall we? You mean the big battle at the end where, where all Zords are assembled together and they're shooting the Minotaur and it's 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 amazing? Yeah, I mean, I really like that Zord battle. That is like 90% of the time we will only see the Megazord being formed and then that destroying them. So it's really nice to see all of the Zords getting their individual dues. It's one after the other and they, they actually spent time 
developing these zords and 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 enjoying the moment enjoying the carnage yeah i mean again as i've covered in the last couple of episodes this is still the bit where they don't have the megazord yet in the japanese footage so i mean it's born out of necessity that they have to have this individual zord fight but it's really awesome and i really it's something that i really wish we saw in power rangers more yes i agree out of the three episodes I've rewatched, <laughs> I agree entirely. But the whole thing doesn't really make any sense. What are you talking about? Well, they form the Megazord to fight him. Yes. And then that's the point where Zordon goes, nope, come back, come back. Because obviously there's no Megazord fight footage. They've not had a chance to fight him in the Megazord. Really? See, in my mind, if I was to tell of this story, I would go, here's a Minotaur. Oh, wait, this is actually quite powerful. Here are your power weapons. Try using the power weapons. The Minotaur gets blown up. Retig throws a hissy fit, makes the monster grow, and then the Zords. So it's light, medium, hard. That would be normally how it goes and that's completely not how it goes here no it's, it's back to front almost yeah i mean zordon pulls them out of the fight the fight has escalated well beyond weapons like that and you're just like well okay you've you've just left a giant minotaur on the loose you can do a lot of damage in 20 30 seconds in that uh mountainous beach rocky woodland area well i think it's bloody convenient that by the time they go back to fight him he's gone back down to normal size maybe maybe there's something more to this than we realize maybe rita's growth hormones only last for 20 seconds or, or like a couple of minutes and then he reached the end of the uh, time <laughs> period and it just shrinks back down maybe i'll give them the benefit of the doubt there except later yeah. on we see that's clearly not the case but oh but hey <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean speaking of escalation by the way is kim breaching zordon's rules of escalation when she uses the pterodactyl to take down goldar and a load of putties no i think that's perfectly fine go overkill go powerful i mean if rita was to throw in her stuff super early on to make the minotaur grow big then i think kimberly has the absolute right to go overkill and kill kill all those putties with the <laughs> guns from the pterodactyl can i just talk about that punk girl the vulcan skull hired temporarily as like the extra who is she where did she come from why do we, never, <laughs> do we ever see her again it's like why did they hire I this can't girl remember. to make good i think she might show up one or two more times yeah every now and then they'll give vulcan skull another lackey to talk to but generally it's just them i think she's quite hot I found her quite attractive in, in a kind of a bad girl kind of way. You've got issues, my friend. Speaking of beauty, I actually really liked uh, Skull's line. When um, Kimberly's doing all these flips over the bin, Skull says, She finally flipped over me. I thought that was quite smooth, considering. And uh, that was the perfect time to actually use it. And if, if a girl ever does any backflips in front of me, I will definitely <laughs> be using that line. Well, ladies out there, it's, I mean, Grax is spoken for, but if you want to try it on me, I will be unimpressed. You better promise me you use that line, even ironically. <laughs> it's a good line, PDT. You know it's true. Okay, so back to our dissection of the episode. I want to talk about Alpha 5. Okay. What even is Alpha 5? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's just an artificial intelligence who's trying to learn about humanity oh. and is learning from the worst example of a human. He seems like some kind of child. The way he's I, like, oh, dude, do it, teach me dancing. The thing is, it's a robot. It's got artificial intelligence. You'd think he'd be really, really smart. And no, it's just a, oh, he's just an idiot. It's just at the end when he's trying to quote unquote dance and he pushes all the buttons and everything sparks. Yeah. He's screwing up the command center. He could push the wrong button and everything would blow up. All because he wants to learn how to dance badly. And why does a robot like him need to dance? 
Well, this is two episodes in a row where we've had Alpha just screwing things up. Presumably him and Zordon are both 10,000 years old, like Rita. Have they been on the whole time? I mean, I'm kind of hoping that they were both in hibernation for the mm-hmm. best part of those 10,000 years. Because if not, I mean, Zordon must have gone mad just what? listening to this constant babbling prick. <laughs> Maybe they just, Alpha was just turned off because there's a big switch in the back of his head and they just go, Zordon, no, I've had enough of this. Turning you off. How would Zordon turn him off? His hand? He's a head in a tube. Oh. Oh. My hatred towards Alpha is growing as much as my hatred towards Billy. Billy's kind of a non-presence in this one. Apart from the fact that he does mention that he's on the committee for the science fair and they're having their first meeting. Now, the only reason I mention this is because I know that in three or four episodes' time, we do actually get the science fair. What, you mean he wasn't lying? He wasn't lying, and that's a nice bit of... It, and it's not even foreshadowing. It's just a nice detail that I've never noticed before. Oh, well. It's like they've actually thought about the ep- the series uh, as a, a continuous thing. I don't think they have. I think it's... I think it's, prob- <laughs> it's almost certainly just coincidence. <laughs> now, on the subject of Zordon, why does he wait three weeks to give them the weapons? I'm glad you brought that up. I don't understand why he's waiting for so long to reveal a little bit of information. A little bit of information. Having the power weapons would have been very useful at episode one. I mean, at least give them the power weapons before you give them the giant destruction robots. I agree entirely. They would have. <laughs> you would have easily taken out Bones, and you might have even taken out the giant knight with those power weapons, which combined yeah. into a big laser gun. That would, would have been powerful enough to take him out. Clearly Zordon is trusting these five teenagers with attitude with the power coins at the very beginning. I mean, if you're trusting them to be this powerful, you tell them everything. Yeah. You just go, oh, and by the way, Rita's boss is called Lord Zed. Yeah. And we might need to go and get the ninja powers from Ninja at some point. Uh-huh. Um, there's also a thing called the Zeo Crystal. That'll give Wait, you no. powers in about four years' Stop, time. you're going too much. No, no, that's <laughs> too much. All in that five-minute section of Day of the Dumpster. There was no time for all that in a five-minute episode of Day of the Dumpster. This goes back to my previous point. 20 minutes is not long enough. Oh, dear. So did you have any other big points you wanted to raise about the episode? One thing I would like to say is a big shout-out to Mr. Kaplan, who makes his first appearance here. The, the principal of Angel Grove High School. Well, who is he? As far as I can see, he's just some creepy-looking man with a bad moustache <laughs> and bad hair. And his kind of person would never exist in the now. And I go back to my tagline, it was the 90s, it was acceptable. It was the 90s. I mean, I, I like Mr. Kaplan, even though he's incredibly harsh to them here. He comes up and he's just like, right, you guys did this. It's like, we di- we, we clearly didn't. Do, do, do we look like we're the kind of characters that do this kind of stuff? Before? No, I'm instantly blaming the first thing that I see. Although, in a way, it kind of was Kimberly's fault. How was it Kimberly's fault? She was defending herself. Yeah, but she did flip over and, you know, I think it was it was partly their fault. It, they, they shouldn't have been doing the right thing and promoting environmentally uh, friendly cleaning up thing. They, they should have not done that at all. Yeah. 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 But the thing that I do like is when they say, oh, what, what mess, Mr. Kaplan? Just that moment where he goes... Joe, <laughs> you teenagers! <laughs> yeah. It's just such a kind of sixties sitcom expression. It's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so in some ways, there's more confusing things about this episode than normal. But that's okay because there's a lot of action. That's a lot of action. Do you want to find out where the action came from? Do I? Then let's talk about Zoo Ranger, our weekly look at the Japanese episodes that inspired the footage for this story. I mean, you're, you're going to feel cheated, I'm afraid, Grax. As much as you like this one, this is actually taken from a two-parter in Ranger, 
where uh-huh. the Power Rangers literally go to hell. How I, I, I looked at the American version. There's nothing <laughs> there that looks like it's hell. Oh, well, to be fair, when I say hell, I mean a kind of a desert of despair. Basically. Right. But it, I think it is actually mentioned as hell at one point. Because the thing is that when they fought Dora Skeleton, I forgot to mention this last week, they actually lost the weapons that they had. They had kind of wooden fighting weapons. So they go to the Land of Despair where they should be able to get new ones. But the thing about the Land of Despair is that anyone who kind of succumbs to fear or doubt is turned into stone. By which I mean they're covered in grey parcel tape. It's not a great special (laughs) effect. Um, But yeah, I mean, they want the weapons and Bandora can't take the weapons herself because evil, I guess. Yes, Um, that's good enough plot reason as any. If they stay in the Land of Despair for more than 24 hours, they'll just turn to stone anyway, if they don't get the weapons in that time. So, naturally, Bandora just, like, throws a kid and his mum in there to make things complicated for the Rangers. Okay. And that's why they split up. Because May, the Pink Ranger, and Boy, the Yellow Ranger... Uh, <gasps> what? The Yellow you... Ranger is actually a man called Boy. <gasps> How could you not talk about this plot in episode one of ranger <laughs> pod this is this is important well you know it's one of these things that everybody seems to know now but yeah it the yellow ranger is a man in the japanese footage so they're the ones searching for the child while the main three head to the castle which you don't i don't think you see a castle at all in the american version but that's where the weapons are all right and obviously that's where dora minotaur is so he's like an under creature of hell so to speak yeah, he's. The, I mean, he's basically the the guardian of the labyrinth, like in Greek mythology. So Japan plagiarized Greek mythology, confirmed. So she sends Graforza, Goldar, to go and fight the yellow and pink rangers, while the Minotaur tackles the other ones. So the cliffhanger to part one is the Zord battle with the T Rex under fire. Oh. They don't actually get as far as like making the Megazord, as I say, because there isn't one at that point. And night falls over the land of despair. So obviously that, that's all unmorphed stuff. They're kind of contemplating and getting ready to storm the castle. Kind of like Takeshi's castle, but not. <laughs> but then they get there and Bandora's already like there to taunt them. And they don't get to get the weapons because she freezes them to the spot. So they start to turn to stone because their time's up. And then Geki's like, Guardian weapons, please, you know, come and help us. I mean, he's just banking on them being sentient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of logic is that? Uh, I'm so desperate, I'm going to pretend that my sword has a brain and is alive. Well, it's the kind of logic that in G-Ranger pretty much everything is sentient. Yeah. To be fair, it's not an implausible thing to him to be to be trying. It's still a bit of a leap. Uh, fair, I, would, I would never think to call out for my weapons thinking as a sentient creature no. maybe i should from now on <laughs> maybe coffee mug come to me now i need you to wake me up and so on and so forth <laughs> um yeah so anyway the, the weapons float towards them and come together they destroy the minotaur oh and the kid was turned into stone but the mum's tears bring him back to life so that's fine so hey, hang on i missed something um in this does the minotaur get big yes it gets big to fight the t-rex half at the end of part one Right, and then he gets small again to be defeated? Yeah, I think because he fights them within the castle. That makes sense. That okay, makes more sense, it. yeah. Yeah. Whereas in Power Rangers, they'd just rather have Zordon go, yeah, here you go, have those. <laughs> yeah, we've we only got two minutes to explain this, so uh, here you go, that'll do. So that's the Japanese episode. Let's finish off by rating the American episode out of five Power Coins. Grax, you like this one? What are you going to give it? 
I'm going to give this episode a very powerful four coins out of five. Wow. Four. Yeah, I'm, I'm going high in this one. And the main reason why is because I, I, it's just action. And it's almost like they've learned their lesson from the previous episode of people in the 90s just want action, action, action. And I, I like to see all the rangers shooting each other hitting each other well not each other the, the bad guys and yeah. the monster design's cool and i don't mind about the fact that the human plot line has been dropped for something more cool but that's why i dropped it at one point because they keep dropping the plot line <laughs> they keep dropping the the american plot line in favor of a japanese action which right now i don't mind so i, I i'm rating it four out of five because it's just action and explosion and it's just so big I'm gonna to have to go for three out of five, I think, because I can't get over the three. I can't get over the fact that Rita owns a dump site. That's just one of the what? stupidest things. And that, as you say, that whole environmental plot just doesn't sit together. They just went, you know what, Captain Planet, he's doing a good job promoting uh, environmental awareness. We don't have to worry about that. It's trying to teach some form of teamwork which is unnecessary and Zordon just gives them the weapons for no reason. Yes there's a lot of action footage in it but it's really quite uninspired. I'm actually going to go down a notch. Give it two. Oh my god! Give mm. it two. Shock rolling. I'm starting to see a pattern between the two of us. I want the action you want the plot. I do, I do mm. so I mean guys at home let us know what you think. If you're Team Grax or Team PDT uh, let us know on Twitter at RangerPod or let us know by emailing us therangerpod at gmail.com we'd love to have your iTunes reviews and things as well basically just get in touch so join us next week for episode 4 when we have a pressing engagement with a monster who was all over the toy line at the time you'll probably recognise him uh, Grax, thanks for joining us my pleasure you made it through another one mm. oh, if they, if they keep going on like this I think I'm going to enjoy the rest of this ride well, let's hope so. That's it from Grax. I've been PDT. See you next time. Bye.